Welcome and happy Friday, everyone. Greater Emmanuel, it is your girl, Sister Kiara Shia Kelly, and I'm super excited to serve you again by bringing the Word of God to inspire us all. And of course, with God's help and His leading, I'm hoping that it'll give you something that will uplift you, assure you, and maybe even have a prophetic touch to it in the name of Jesus. Of course, we honor our amazing leaders, the Chief Apostle and Presiding Bishop, Bishop J. Drew Shear. Don't you love, can you just put on the comment section, I love my leader, I love my leader. We have a leader of excellence. We have a leader of great standard and quality, punctuality, and he's just a timely leader. Absolutely amazing. I don't just say that because he's my daddy, but I am so proud to be a daughter, a spiritual daughter and a biological daughter of Bishop J. Drew Sheard. And then we have our leading lady who's so graceful. She's so classy and just sweet and kind and loving and anointed. You know she powerful when she opened that mouth and when she, I don't know if y'all still been on these prayer calls, but first lady be going in. Okay, uh, we honor our leading lady, Dr. Karen Clark Shear. She can sing too, and she's just beautiful. So we have some great examples, uh, both sons and daughters. We have great leading examples, and we praise and bless God for who He has given us. Amen. Um, so I hope that you're typing on the comments. Uh, yeah, typing in the comment section. Let's get into the Word of God. I don't know if you tuned in Wednesday, but we talked a lot about legacy, mastering diplomacy. When we go to God, if we ask him for one thing he'll give you that and more um, and we talked about if I didn't say it legacy as well and how to manage the things that God has trusted us with and so I'm really excited to share more with you what I've studied and gathered um, on this course of my journey of study but let's pray and seek the Lord before we go forward father we thank you for your grace your mercy God I'm nothing without you so I crucify the flesh father uh, no matter how much I study God you are the master you are the creator of all and so today God, I just absolutely come before you, casting down every high imagination, and I come before you and your people uh, with complete humility, and I thank you, God, for your goodness, your mercy, and I'm asking, Lord, that you allow this to be a revelatory experience, God. Allow us to be edified, inspired, assured. God, even allow us to have some confirmation about some things we've been praying for this week, and so, God, we'll just continue to give your name the glory, the honor. It shall be thine. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, Lord. You are my strength. You're my redeemer. And so today, God, have me to only release and say what you want me to say as I serve my brothers, aunties, sisters, cousins, Ray Ray, Poo Poo, my family in Christ. And we give you the glory in Jesus name we pray. Amen. Okay, so let's dive into it. Just to give you a refresher, we were talking from Second Chronicles 1 and we dropped down to when Solomon asked the Lord for wisdom. And in the word of God, God responded to Solomon and said, uh, you ask for wisdom and knowledge. And because you ask for these things, I'm going to give you possessions. I'm going to give you wealth. I'm going to give you life. I'm going to give you all of these things that you did not ask for because it was such a wise thing to do, which is to come before me and ask for the intangible things so that you can fulfill the purpose that I've called you to do in the earth. So I was really excited about that because basically what I was sharing Wednesday is when we delight ourselves in the Lord, he'll give us the desires 
and he'll give us more. But when we delight ourselves in the Lord, our desires change. You ever notice there were some things that we used to want before we've gone deeper in Christ. And then now we got some different changes. I don't even need what I was asking for 25 years ago and things of that sort. And so here we even talked about legacy because in that chapter before in first Chronicles, in the last chapter of that book, we talked about David and we, we hear and see where Solomon is constantly mentioning this is what you did for my father. And so some of the things that I wanted to highlight, we even mentioned second Chronicles one and 10. And again, that scripture was give me wisdom and knowledge that I may lead this people. And so to make this, um, and to apply it to our practical living, um, maybe you're not a King, maybe you're not the president, maybe you're not the mayor, but you may be, cause you know, greater man got all types of people all walks of life. Okay. And the Bible, that's, that's what's so beautiful about the word of God is that it is something in here for us all. And so maybe you're not in those positions, but you are. Maybe you're in a managerial position. Maybe you're an entrepreneur. Maybe you're a student and you're trying to figure out how do I manage this space that you've called me to? There are some assignments that we've been called to. And sometimes when we're out of touch with the Lord, it can become overwhelming. We can feel inadequate because of our fleshly desires, our fleshly mindset, or it could be an attack from the enemy. And so here I've learned father. Okay. Um, I'm not going to just ask for the good grades in school. Okay. Some of us are in college, but Lord, I'm going to ask you to help me to retain it. What do I'm going I'm to be a little bit more specific in my prayers in this season, or maybe we're like, father, I need the capital to sustain my business. All right, Lord, if I'm asking for the capital, I need the integrity. I need the, that's what Solomon said. I need the wisdom and the knowledge. And the, the Bible says that he'll make sure that you're well equipped, but I need the strategy. I need to know how to be um, financially sound, if I can say it that way. Or maybe we're talking about my children. You know, I, I remember my parents talking about how me and Jay Drew, we just did a shift when we went from middle school to high school. And I told the story about my dad chopping my shoulders. You done lost your mind. It, it, it was just hilarious. But there is a such thing. And, and, and if I can be transparent, once I have children, I pray because we're in such a different day. And we're in such a different day. It's such a sensitive culture. You, 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 you barely can say stuff. I, I was telling my friend the other day, I almost want to just go in the corner and just play the quiet game. Who can be quiet? I'll pay you for being quiet. Because it's almost like you have to walk on eggshells because there are so many new, um, I'm just going to say it's different identities that we have to speak and say and, and address people by. And if I miss it, someone may be offended. And, I'm, and we may mean no harm at all. It can just be a touchy space. But even in addition to that, with our children having so much access to TikTok, to social media or Instagram or Facebook and all of these things, sometimes I, when I have and I guess I'm getting uh, training one on one with my niece and my nephew. But sometimes when they're too quiet, I understand why the parents used to say, y'all too quiet. What's going on in there? Because now I need to know what has your attention. And to, to be honest, I was doing some research. This is still a part, as Bishop would say, this is still a part of my sermon. But um, to be honest, I've done some research and there are companies that pay millions, billions of dollars to grab your attention. So my question for you today is what has your attention? Because it's not just the kids that get quiet, but what has your attention that may be causing you to fluctuate in your judgment? And then we use the scripture too um, that Solomon wrote in Proverbs. And let's pull that up that we mentioned on Wednesday. 
But what has your attention, your attention that may be altering your judgment? And the scripture is, let me just pull it up. Let me get there. Y'all bear with me, but I'm already on it. But the, the thing that the Lord dealt with me on is if, if the world will pay that much for your attention, then sometimes you got to just put two and two together and say, you know what? A part of this is spiritual warfare because my, my mind has to do with my soul. It has to do with my spirit. It's the intangible part of myself. So I got to make sure I'm fueling my spirit. One of the things that you should write this down that I've been praying about is that you can't some, maybe you can't out, uh, outthink the devil, but you can out talk the devil. The Bible says there's power of life and death in your tongue. So I don't know if you're warring in your mind, but you're even a manager of that. How are you handling your mind, body, and spirit? Declare these things. I was walking in the house and I mean, I was calling everything because I wanted to make sure that God understood and God is already on our side, but I wanted to make sure God understood and heaven was backing me up as he always does in every corner, under every bed, under every chair. If I lift up the little mattress or the seat cushion, I want you to remove anything that is not like you out of that space in the name of Jesus. And then in addition to that, um, we, we even can consider uh, having to be sensitive now in this day with this generation that are wrestling with anxiety and depression, the mental health information that we're gathering now, it's kind of increased. I'll say the percentages or the studies, the statistics, these things have increased. So becoming aware of this new day in this new space that we've called, that we've been called to govern or to rule um, or to set the standard. Where does this space look like? And I, I mentioned the children, I mentioned the young people because Obviously, it may be a little different. Like, you know, usually we used to pop, get popped in the mouth and we understood. All right. Mama said, don't do it. That's it. But now it's like, can I ask a question? Well, yes, you can ask a question. It's not just now because I said so, if you understand. So how is the Lord anointing us for these new spaces, these new days so that we're not tapped out and so that we're not antiquated or dated? Um, so this is not just a generational sermon or message or way of study, but it has to do with governing the spaces that God has assigned us to. And so here we hear in this space, in this chapter where Solomon asks for wisdom and then all of the other things are added to him. So let's go into the word of God. And then I also mentioned this scripture that talked about the judgment. What has my attention? Who's in my ear? If we do some reflecting as well, where we, we hear in the early parts of the Bible. Uh, and that's the other thing I was doing a study and I started praying for the men in my life. And I said, Lord, there's an attack on our men. There's a, there's an attack on our men. The first thing that, because the man is the foundation, if I can say that, but if you think about it here in the scriptures in Genesis, it says Eve had the conversation with serpent, with the serpent. So one of the things I wrote down was, all right, Lord, who am I talking to? Is my conversation a modern day revival? Who is in my ear gate? Cause my ear gate goes to my mind, the intangible parts of myself again. Right. And then not just that, but the, the foundation and the situation didn't shift when Adam ate of the fruit. I'm sorry. When Eve ate of the fruit, the foundation in the situation shifted when Adam ate of the fruit. But I, I know we're in a, we're in a women's empowerment space. So everybody may not be like, oh, y'all get what I'm saying. So I'm gonna stop there. But so stick to the task, stick to the task. I hear my bitch saying stick to the task. So let's go to this scripture. If I can find my notes, you see what I'm saying? If I can find my notes that I was just in, there we go. It was Proverbs. This isn't it. Yes, it is. Proverbs.
five and five. And it was also written by Solomon. It says, get wisdom, develop good judgment. It says, get wisdom and develop good judgment, get wisdom and develop good judgment. And just to also back up myself, cause I'm also a women's empowerment woman as well. Y'all know I like to do my thing as well. While we understood that the foundation and things shifted in that moment with Adam after he ate of the fruit, we also saw the influence of the woman, which is why we have to pray and cover ourselves and say, Lord, give me wisdom because I can either be like Eve or I could be like Jezebel or I could be like Ruth or I could be like Esther. Now those are two two different caliber of women. So all the women said, not independent, throw your heads up. Okay, let me stop. Keep it moving. So let's go to the scripture. Now, one of the things that I noticed is that uh, Solomon sought the Lord for wisdom and knowledge. Now in verse five, what I build will be greater than what the world has to offer. I have to understand that if I'm seeking the Lord, there is something that I have to offer in the earth that is far greater, but I can't underestimate myself because I'm saying I'm a Christian because I'm saying I'm a believer. No, if I'm saying that I'm going to the ultimate creator of everything, you can, you can believe in your heart and in your mind that what God is giving ready to give me it's gonna shake up the world and so here you have Solomon um, asking for wisdom but then in that second chapter let's go to the second chapter I got to give you scripture can't just give you my opinion here is scripture in the second chapter in the fifth verse it says the temple I am going to build will be great here's the question that I wrote down that the Lord gave me where is your confidence Where's your confidence? Not in yourself, but in me. If I am walking with you on this journey in this season with this assignment, and if I reveal to you that this is the place that you are called to govern, where is your confidence? Again, not in you yourself, but in God. Where's your confidence? I don't care who's been there for how long. I don't care who's been there saying that they know this, that, and that, and the other. And people may make you feel uncomfortable while you're walking into this new space. They may be like, I don't want to try your new ways. But here Solomon is saying, this with some confidence. I am going to build what I am with the temple. I am going to build will be great. He then says, because our God is greater than all gods. I don't care nothing about y'all, uh, y'all clubs, y'all community, y'all cults. I'm talking about the living God. What God has authorized me to do in this season. You can rest assured that it's getting ready to be a game changer. It's going to shake up some things. Now, if we compare and look at some things that we've done in our lives, you can see when we've done things and moved on our own, but when we moved with the Lord and with his direction, he gave us everything we needed. You ever had a moment where you saw the Lord just working on your behalf? For some reason, things just fell in your lap. Everything was going so easy. I'm trying to figure out why did I even have this big offer? Why didn't I have to fight for it? Why didn't I have to chase for it? Because it was God ordained and God said that it is yours. I trust you with it and I trust you with it because of your conversation with me. You didn't ask for the dollars. You didn't ask to be a millionaire. You asked, how do I govern this successfully so that I can make you proud so that God, you can wear me as a badge of honor. This is the kind of conversation that I am talking about having with the Lord so that he can guide us to do successful things. We think about Joshua, Joshua, uh, when he talked to the Lord, the Lord promised him, he said, everything you do, I'm going to make it successful and I'm going to be with you. Don't, don't, 
worry. So I come against insecurity. Those of us that are watching and we're looking at whatever it is we're called to govern. Maybe it's the new job. Maybe it's the new career path. Maybe it's schooling. Maybe it's the new move or whatever it is. There are some things that we got to start uh, not out thinking the devil, but out talking him. I'm going to use my power. I'm going to use my tools. So then uh, let's continue to read the scripture. Let's jump down to the seventh verse. Then he said, send me therefore a man skilled to work in gold and silver, bronze and iron and in purple uh, and in purple, crimson and blue yarn and experienced in the art of engraving. And then it says to the work to work in Judah and Jerusalem with my skilled workers whom my father David provided. There it is again. My father David provided. Why are you mentioning your dad in your prayer legacy? There are some things that I've learned from legacy, whether it's good or bad. I got a lesson. So here I am going to keep building the legacy and I can see and rest assured that I trust the God of my father. Let me tell you this. I've had to stop apologizing. And this may be for some young people that may go to school. And some of the people, my nephew was telling me not too long ago that they call him the little preacher boy. So what? So what? I, I'm not about to apologize to you because I'm clear of my purpose and you got a few more years to figure it out. So what? I'm not going to apologize for the village that God has given me, for the community God has given me to help me be better off. I'm not apologizing for that. And if I tap into it, if I did not have that community, if I did not have that village, you can rest assured that God will give me spiritual advisors. The Bible says in the multitude of counsel, there is safety. But unfortunately, this culture wants us to operate on a bastardized level. But today there are some of us who are righteous kingdom heirs who are saying, you know what? I'm going to embrace the teacher. I'm going to embrace the master. I'm going to embrace the advisor, the mentor, or whatever it is, the spiritual father. And I'm not shutting it down. I want to encourage you to not apologize for legacy. God wants you to be a part of what is favorable. He wants to make the way easy. But what I've learned is if you think about when we were teenagers and when we shifted, there were a lot of times when I just didn't want to hear what mom and them had to say until later down the line. I realized if only I had listened to mama and daddy, Papu said, keep, if you get a dollar, keep a quarter. Unfortunately, I didn't do that all my life. Now that I'm looking back, now that I got my own, now that I got my own house a mortgage and things of this sort. Now I'm like, I went through a lot of money, but had I applied what legacy told me, I probably would be 10 years ahead. So these are some things that the Lord is dealing with me. That's why I'm saying the Bible has something for everybody in this season. I hope you would type that in the comment section. I'm not apologizing. There are some things that mama, grandma, daddy, uh, granddaddy, they prayed for and they they made some decisions so that I would not have to waste time or repeat uh, the same mistakes. They uh, there were some of us that just did things differently. Therefore, my life is different. My life is different. The wave is different. The way is different. And there are parts in the word of God where he says, prepare ye the way. That's what they did. So I'm going to apologize for that. No, 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 not in this season. Just as you are progressing in what you are learning, I am also progressing in this kingdom mindset. I hope that you would put that in your comment section. I am progressing in this kingdom mindset. And just as I will not apologize for favor, I am not apologizing for the things that were set up for me to win. I'm not going to do it. Okay, let me fix my wig. Lord, the Lord is moving my wig back. It's getting good. So let's keep going on. So we read the seventh verse. But here, that seventh verse, 
Solomon, look, let me calm down. I got excited about the word. Solomon was very detailed in what he needed. The Lord has been dealing with me. He said, Kier, there's a there's a space that I'm calling you to. And there are some changes that I want you to make. You know how the Lord will help you spot what's going on around you. This is what's going on. You got the sense of discernment. I can see what's going. I can see that this is different. I can see that this person ain't right. I can see that they, their heart has changed or things of that sort. And the Lord said, Kiera, just ask me for, don't move so fast, but ask me what to do. Maybe I can do it for you, or I'll give you the gut to actually move it yourself. And I may make it easy for you to where something has pivoted in their lives so that it's easy to accept your shift. Hallelujah. That's how God works. I thank God that I don't serve a statue, but I serve the living God, the moving God that can work and deal with me and work and deal with the other party or a component it uh, while he's doing that at the same time. Y'all get what I'm saying? So here I see that Solomon is detailed in his prayer, but then he also says in the eighth verse, he's even more detailed. He says, send me also cedar. So here I'm learning that Solomon not only asks for the materials, but he asks for the people. So I don't know if, you know, it could be, and I keep, I'm trying to make sure we understand that this word is not one dimensional. It's for, like I said, the mayor, the teacher, the president, the singer, the artist, the entrepreneur, the person that's the manager, not a blockbuster because we don't have blockbusters no more. Praise God. Hallelujah. How old are you talking to myself? Okay. So what else do we have? Netflix. Maybe you work at the corporate office of Netflix. Or you work at CVS or you wherever it is that God has called you to. Remember, we talked about Wednesday. Um, everything that we do should be to the glory of God. Or maybe it could be uh, you're, you're a new wife and a new mom. And you're like, baby, I can't do this like mama used to do. Maybe you need some help. Uh, maybe the Lord's going to send you an au pair. Maybe he's going to send you um, a housekeeper that, that won't mind doing it. But Lord, if you send them. Which God, if God sends them, I can trust them to be in my house. I can trust them to be in my space. I can trust Father that they ain't, uh, you know, bringing in no dark spaces and things of that sort. Lord, help me. Send me the help. Send me the materials. Make it easy for me because this life you've called me to live. This day was already predestined. Okay, so in that eighth verse, it says, "Send me also cedar, juniper, and algum logs from Lebanon, for I know that your servants are skilled." and cutting timber there. And then it says, my servants will work with yours. Now here's the other thing. The Lord dealt with me. He said, Key, now there's going to be some people. Stop thinking you got to cut everybody off once you get elevated. That's not how the Lord works. He, now there are some separation. There are some shiftings. There are some siftings. We read about siftings in the word of God. Thank you, God, for your, your word. Your word is good. But there are some that, you will take with you, but I need you to get them ready. I need them to also be committed to me. I need them also to be not committed to me as in Solomon, but be committed to the Lord. The same mindset that you have, I need them to have. I need them to be ready for when I move, when I shift. If, if, if they only move when you move, you, you need somebody. We need people around us that won't tell us yes all the time. But when you tell me no, the no don't got to slap me in my face. It's hard. Who said that the truth has to be brutal? Who says that? 
Now, sometimes it ain't going to be what we want to hear. But who said that it had to be brutal? The Bible talks about honey on your speech. The Bible talks about um, a soft speech turning away wrath. Who said that it had to be mean, nasty and uncanny? Who said that? But get back to your point, Kiara. The point here is my servants will work with yours. There will be some unity that is required for this season. There is teamwork that is required. So maybe this doesn't apply to a staff, but maybe this is uh, applying to your marriage. In this season, we got to get on the same page. I got, I, I can't, we, we can't fight about the same stuff. We can't argue about the same stuff. I, we got to get on the same page and I can't argue with you. I can't have discord. We got to be a united front. Tell you know how we used to be about our siblings. It, it, now you, I can say what I'm going to say to J. Drew, but you, I don't know about you. I don't know about you. You know what I'm saying? You know, and when I say what I need to say, even if I think he's wrong, I'm going to tell him where he's wrong in the back, in the, in the car, on the phone. I'm going to shoot him a text. Now, Drew, you know you was tripping. You was off your rocker. You know, so here the word is talking about unity. Um, but here I wrote in my notes, send me the people who can do it, who can do it. Because sometimes because I, I'm, I'm thinking of the next thing. I need somebody to help me carry this part. If I'm here, I need them to help me carry it along. Who is helping this ship sail? And then in verse eight, let's jump down. The note that I have is give me the materials needed. Give me the resources. Give me the, the solutions. Give me the connections. Give me the network. Some of us call ourselves shy. I, I don't know how to, you know, I don't know how to ask them for what I want or I'm nervous. God, give me the gall. Give me the audacity to ask for what somebody would look at me like, girl, you done lost your mind. Yes, I asked for it and in Jesus name. OK, so then let's keep it moving. But here, let's jump down to the 12th verse. And it says in Hiram added, praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, who made heaven and earth. He has given King David a wise son. There it is again. Legacy. That ain't even Solomon talking. This is Hiram talking legacy then here it is um endowed with intelligence endowed with intelligence and discernment god i need you to give me a level of intelligence intelligence has to do with knowledge now this is not just a spiritual thing this is a natural thing that the bible is saying he was wise and i also gave him i anointed him y'all know that song endow me lord endow me Fill me up with intelligence and discernment. Change my conversation. I know I come from Seven Mile, but God, give me the conversation for TED Talk. I know I come from West Bloomfield, but God, give me the conversation for Mark Zuckerberg. I know I come from wherever I come, but give me the conversation and the intelligence as well as the discernment so I can know how to navigate this conversation for what I'm getting ready to ask for. God, give it to me. Here I wrote that down. The Lord anointed his son with intelligence and wisdom. And Lord, when they use big words, help me to not get offended. Help me to not get offended. You using big words, okay, I'm gonna Google that real quick while you talking. You don't gotta hear me say, what did you say? And I'm not getting ready to act like you gotta dummy down yourself to possess your authority. I am also secure within myself to where I'm not shutting down the next person for them to possess their land. I'm trying, we, we all trying to get, it all got to do with the kingdom when it comes to me. So let's keep it moving. And then it says, and made him skillful to do the task and build what God had called him to do and that was to build the temple so one of the things that I'm learning too though if we jump over uh how am I doing on time bro 
Oh, okay, okay, I'm almost done. I just want to get it out because I don't know what I'm going to be able to share it again. So let, let's go over to, um, help me, Jesus. Let's go over to Second Chronicles. Uh, I'm sorry. Yes, Second Chronicles. Let's jump over to the fifth chapter. Let's jump over to the fifth chapter. Now, I already dealt with that. I said, don't apologize for your legacy. Don't feel bad for remembering the sacrifices of your fathers. Remember who paid the way. I gave y'all that note. Okay, let's jump over to, yes, Second Chronicles 5. Hallelujah. Thank you for your word. He's so good and he's so edifying. So let's jump over to the, the fifth chapter, the 11th verse. And it says the priests then withdrew from the holy place. All the priests who were there had consecrated themselves regardless of their divisions. This blessed me because it didn't matter what we don't matter what you believe. Right now, we're, we're setting aside our rules, not so much setting aside our rules and regulations, but y'all get it because I, I, I don't want nobody to twist and turn what I'm saying. So it says it. Y'all. The word says it for you. You get it. You put two and two together. I ain't going to get in trouble for you. Okay. Then it says the priest then withdrew from the holy place. All the priests who were uh, there had consecrated themselves regardless of their divisions. And then if you drop down, well, no, no, I don't want to go that far. But it sounds like conferencing to me. And yes, I do want to drop down. So we go down all the way. Let's go all the way through. All the Levites who were musicians, Asaph, Heman, some of these names, I don't know how to pronounce them. God bless my lineage. Amen. But stood on the east side of the altar, dressed to fine linen, dressed up for the church house. The people want to tease us about getting dressed for church. I'm getting dressed. Okay, and playing cymbals, harps, lyres. Uh, Is it lyres or lyres? Y'all get what I'm saying? I'll read it and I'll know it for next time. Praise God. But I'm reading. Amen. They were accompanied by 120 priests sounding trumpets and all this good stuff. I wrote in here, this sounds like revival to me. This sounds like a conference. And the Lord said, Kiera, how do you plan to exist in heaven if you can't enjoy a conference? If you can't get away from the idea of I'm sick of church people? It's going to be a lot of church people that's going to make it into heaven that you probably had a problem with that I didn't have a problem with. Or maybe you had a problem with him and you ain't get over it, but I got over it. We have to learn how to exist together. So this is another lesson. So I'm going to stop there. But it did say too, one other scripture that it did say is it says the priests could not perform their service because of the cloud for the glory of the Lord filled the temple of God. Togetherness, unity, a united front. I got to work on my attitude with people. If I'm called to govern people, if I'm called to a place, to an assignment that has to do with the people factor, I have to work on my heart. I have to work on serving others. And so let me give some scriptures on serving. God is so good because they're like we talked about Wednesday. There are going to be some people that annoy you that you are assigned to. There is something on the inside of you and they may not know that their solution is inside of you. But as long as I'm walking with the Lord and I understand it, all that should be driving me is to put a smile on the Lord's face. So there are a few things that we touched on in this uh, lesson today, and I hope that it blessed you. I hope that you are moving. We are moving beyond people. I mean, people can be nasty. It almost can. But one thing that my dad taught me is he said, Kiara, you got to make sure people don't have control of you. Control to get you out of your character. Control to move you out of your space. So are you on your square? Are you in your rightful position? Is there, are there some things that we can change? I, I mean, 
it's people that I didn't spoke to and they act like they ain't hear me. And mama told me not too long ago, she said, you still got to speak. You still got to do what the Lord wants you to do. The people can't change. Sometimes they are lessons. So I hope that we are encouraged to shift and change our behavioral patterns and how we respond to certain things. But the scriptures about um, the scriptures about serving here, it is Matthew 20 and verses 26 to 28. And I'm done. But whoever would be great among you must be your servant. The thing that I learned about Solomon is while they called him king to some and by the casual or uh, worldly, if you allow me to say it, or secular mindset, we think that king is just to be high and mighty. You don't got to do much. You could just sit up and everybody can serve you. But actually, you are the leading servant. And that's what I had to learn. So the scripture says in Matthew, but whoever would be great among you must be your servant. And whoever would be first among you must be your slave, even as the son of man came not to be served, but to serve. The son of man, Jesus came to serve and we call him our savior. We call him our master. We call him our redeemer. We call him the king of kings. And the word is saying that he did not just come to be served, but to serve. He washed the people's feet, but I got a problem with how they feet smell. Okay, we know his thing, but I'm called to wash a stranger's feet. Hallelujah. So uh, moving on. And then it says, but to serve and to give his life as ransom for many. Wow. And to give your life as ransom for people who you knew wouldn't be committed to you, for people who you knew would dog you, for people who knew who you knew wouldn't believe after what I'm still. God said, I'm still going to set this this plan. I'm sorry, this plan of uh, divinity in place where I'm going to give you a helper. Because first of all, if you think about God, he probably was like, I'm sick of y'all. So let me go ahead and send my son and let me also go ahead and send you a helper. God loved us so much that he wanted us to get it right. And so I hope that we're encouraged. All right, stop. Uh, I hope that you were blessed by the word of God. I'm encouraged. I'm inspired to keep going forward. And I just hope that the Lord is constantly working on our hearts because I want to make it in. I want to make it in. I was talking to my nephew today. Jacob asks such great questions. And he said, so is Jesus coming back only one time? I said, well, from what I heard, he's coming back two times. I said, but I know I want to go that first time because that second time I heard it is going to be a little rougher. Uh, so I just hope that we are not losing sight of the day of judgment. I want to make it into heaven. And as if it take me going to church every day, if it take me dialing in and listening to God's word and midweek motivation, sowing my tithes and applying the principles of the word of God to my life, I'm doing what it takes for me to make it in. I'm doing what it takes because the Bible is talking about these days that we are living in. People have become lovers of themselves. There ain't no kind of, you know, that's another lesson. So we'll stop there. Amen. Praying that the word is edifying us and changing our hearts. Hallelujah. So we thank God for that. Let's sow our seeds. If this word has blessed you, I hope that you will sow a seed. The ways of giving are on the screen. I am a cheerful giver. I am a committed daughter to Greater Emmanuel. And I strongly, I'm an advocate um, of promoting the fact that when I sow into my ministry, when I sow into my church, we are sowing into 
fertile ground. We have a leader who is integral. We have a leader who has the fear of God in his heart. Um, and it blesses me to want to sow and build the kingdom, to give other ways to our community and to celebrate the Lord and give what the word says, give him my first fruits. So let's go before the throne of grace. If you're giving, just type on the screen. I'm giving, I'm giving, and I'm still committed. I'm giving, I'm giving, and I'm still committed. I'm giving, I'm giving, and I'm still committed because this day, this day, this, the social media, the world, it gives us so much convenience. I mean, we got DoorDash, we got Instacart, we got Uber Eats. You, you, uh, Amazon will bring everything to your house, but who is still committed in a day of convenience? Hallelujah. And I am committed. So let's go. Let's sow our seeds. Tell me if you're sowing your seeds on, on the camera, on the screen and say, I'm sowing my seed. If you want to yell out what you are sowing, you could do that too, but I'm sowing and I'm expecting what kind of seed to come back to me. Let's apply it. Let's apply it. Father, we thank you for your goodness and your mercy. We thank you for the word. We thank you that you've trusted us with these fruits. And so God, we're honoring you with them and we're sowing into fertile ground today. God, I come before you on behalf of my brother or sister who are tuned in. And I'm asking Lord that you would allow them to experience your reward, allow them to experience your return. God, your returns are big. They are pressed down shaking together and running over. Father God, you don't just give them in ways that we fathom, but in ways that heaven will fathom. Heaven is already thinking about my future. They're already in my tomorrow. You know what I need. So Father God, if you don't give it back to me tomorrow, I trust that you will give it back to me in the time and in the day that I do need. And so we celebrate you and we say, yes, Lord, in Jesus name, I am blessed. There is no lack in my house. Prosperity and wealth is in my house. Financial stability is in my house. And these seeds are covering all ground, the grounds that are needed in the name of Jesus. And we give you the glory, all the praise, victory over my mind, over my heart, my mind, my body, my spirit, all of the parts, God, that you have created that are part of me. Cover it, Jesus. In Jesus name, we pray. Your word is beautiful and we bless your name. In Jesus name, we pray. Amen. Be safe. Love you all. Don't forget, we'll be in church this Sunday. Y'all know we always have a good time. There is not a Sunday that is off. Sunday is always good. So join us and bring your family members or friends. God bless you. And again, I am Sister Kiara Sheard here on behalf of my leaders, Dr. I'm sorry, Bishop J. Drew Sheard and Dr. Karen Clark Sheard. I love you all. Bye.